0: time for episode 76 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast and we have got a good one in store for you today. Everybody, welcome my co-host Scotty to the episode. Scotty, welcome. Hi, hi everyone. Are you excited about this week's episode? I know we get excited a lot but I feel like we've got some good stuff happening this week.
1: Lots happening. Lots happening this week. Lots of people to talk to and lots of roving reports.
0: Which is they, awesome. Obviously, people are listening to us.
1: And they've stepped up. We said we wanted more, and they people
0: delivered. And especially, we've got Lyndall coming back with uh, another Channel 5 news team report, yes. which is always good.
1: So, the threats worked.
0: I wonder... <laughs> I Nothing wonder like that, a bit of peer group pressure.
1: Yeah, well, how did it work on Adam? Because there were a few threats thrown around.
0: <laughs> well, let's not call them threats. Threats is a very... Um, Strong term. It's it was interesting actually because when they started coming through, and I think one person actually tagged him, and that's what brought his attention to it because he hasn't listened to the podcast yet. (laughs) Why would he? He he just we had friends over for dinner on Saturday night, and he's like, "What? I'm getting tagged on the adventurers page, and people are telling me to man up. What's this all about?" (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I said, "Oh, well, you will have to listen to the episode." Um but eventually he got it out of me that uh, everybody is trying to encourage him to to wear the costume to the Sunshine Coast Marathon and I think I think we're wearing him down people. So if I could just get a little bit more encouragement, a little bit more of a push, I think we'll get him over the line. Um sneakily, I'm I'm planning on quietly registering him for the event not telling him about it this week anyway. So your, your help is still appreciated.
1: Okay. Because I was on the illusion that it was the weekend just gone, but it's next weekend.
0: No, no, the event is it's at the end of August. Well, it's oh. the second last weekend of August. So we've, we've still got, plenty got time. Of time. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
1: Bring it, people. Keep coming because nothing like we'll... a
0: little bit of peer group pressure. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. And he has to get in shape costume shape and running shape.
0: Oh, this particular shot, uh, costume he doesn't really need any shape for. So, but that will be revealed if I can manage to get everybody on board.
1: Good. Oh, now, what else has happened, Mel?
0: What else has happened? Uh, I heard somebody got a course PB on Saturday.
1: I got a PB at my home event. Interesting development. Mm-hmm. Uh, four almost five years in, finally cracked a Westerfolds PB. And it's interesting because I can't ever really recall going out at your home event to run really hard. I'm sure I did in the early days. It's where I set my PB. But on Saturday, I got new shoes.
0: Okay. Are they those light, those really light ones that people wear for racing? Yeah, Mm -hmm. they are
1: a bit lighter. But more importantly, they're fluoro. They're a really (laughs) bright green, yellow combination. Awesome. They stand
0: out. And they obviously are PB-worthy shoes.
1: Yeah. I ran pretty well. Westerfolds is a really tough course, as you would know. You just cannot get into a rhythm. And I've been doing so much running on the flat lately that I'm no good on the hills.
0: And so how long has it actually been since you PB'd at Westerfolds?
1: I reckon we'd go back to year one. I wouldn't even know.
0: Yeah, because I'm 2013. For for my Kawana PB, which is my overall PB as well, and that's that's four years. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'd be so similar, I think.
0: You're you're giving me hope that it is possible to even after such a a long period of time, going to parkrun every week. That it's still possible to get a home parkrun PB or a PB on any course, you know. And I think it's important for adventurers to remember that you know the more you go to all these different courses. The more PBs you can get, more opportunities for PBs. Yeah,
1: that's a good point too. You know how I did it? I also tried. You know the run streak thing, how people try and run every day. Yes. And our coach has been doing it for something ridiculous, like three. Eight hundred
0: plus days. Yep.
1: Yeah, and there are a few other people who have tried to do it every day for the year, and I know that's worked. I tried every day for August.
0: Okay, and how's it going? Have you you haven't broken it yet?
1: Yeah, I broke it. Last. <laughs> Three days. <laughs>
0: oh, dear, Scotty. Yeah. But that's okay. You can just start another one.
1: I'm going to try for September because I want to well, round, round it out to a nice month. So I'm going to start again on September because I've already – I've missed Monday as well, so.
0: Do you think that's a little bit of a cop-out? What do you mean? Well, every time anyone I, – I hear it a lot. I, I haven't personally – been one of those people who who tries a whole bunch of different diets but people always start their diets on monday and if they miss monday then they're like oh well you know that's the rest of the week screwed up you know i can't start again till next monday do you feel like this streak thing you know it's a bit of a cop out you you broke it three days into august so now you have to wait till september like seriously
1: i'm looking at the rest of august to get myself ready to start in September.
0: <laughs> well, why don't you practice streaking by starting now?
1: This feels like peer group pressure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm on to you. Not, I've heard this no. before. This is a friend challenging you to, to step up yourself because that's just a little bit, you know, I'm. You're, you can do better.
1: Mm. We'll see. We'll see. I'll try, but I still want to set my next goal from September 1st, and I want all adventurers to join me. There we go. Oh,
0: okay. The challenge, to run Streak in September. Yep. Okay. Streaky September.
1: That's it. We've even got a catchy phrase for it.
0: Yep, we can use that as a hashtag.
1: Okay, so you will join us too, Mel.
0: I will. And I'm not going to start earlier than that, because my doctor says I shouldn't, but... (laughs) (laughs) really yeah it's it's a pelvic floor thing apparently
1: things have moved and stuff or
0: uh, things are not what they were pre-pregnancy let's look at it that way and i i have been told not to overshare so i will not overshare <laughs> this time no more too much Who told information you that, your doctor uh no it may have been some feedback that i received
1: sorry i should be your um What's the word? Valve. Uh,
0: Filter. Filter. That's a better Val- word. You should be my valve. <laughs> no, valve.
1: <laughs> what, what I let through and what I don't. I've got, I've got a wide range with a valve. With a filter, <laughs> it's just too much attention to detail. With a valve, it's like on or off.
0: Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave it at that, shall we? Yeah. Let's get to some parkrun adventuring.
1: Let's... Well, should we, we have a look at listen to all our uh, roving reports first up? We usually have them at the end, but I'm keen to see how our Channel 5 news crew is coming together.
0: I am too. We've got an anniversary, we've got a launch, and we've got an event that's happening all the time. So let's get to it.
2: G'day Parkrun Adventurers, g'day Mel, g'day Scotty, it's Lyndall. I'm back for the uh, Channel 5 news crew with a roving report this morning from the launch of Greenbank Parkrun to the south of Brisbane down in Logan City. Now, just before I get into that, can I just do a quick shout out to the folks at Coombra Parkrun. I've got an apology to make to you guys i um interviewed a few of you for a podcast uh, roving report a few weeks ago but had a bit of a technological fail so mel and scotty that might answer for you also where i've been and what i've been up to but certainly to the to the guys at kumara my apologies guys and thanks for your patience in talking to me hopefully this one will work out a bit better and let's just see how we go now Greenbank, it's a lovely rural setting here this morning You may be able to hear the birds uh, chirping in the background. Greenbank Park Run is pretty much cross-country from what I understand. The course description says it's uh, on grass and trails, so looking forward to it. Uh, With my home run being Bunyaville, it might be a nice, flatter version of that. So uh, let's see if I can track down some people to chat to, and I'll um, see how I go
3: okay so i've found tracy she's looking fantastic
2: in her lovely rainbow tutu she's making me feel good about being in my purple tutu as well so tracy uh whereabouts are you from what's your home park run my home park runs ipswich so what's brought you to Green Bay? uh the launch i want to i go around and try and get to all the, the launches okay so we're po- post run now and i've found adam who's looking fabulous in a rainbow hat and tutu so adam how did you find the course today
3: oh, the course, it was pretty rough out there it's the first um sort of rough trail that i've ran before i'm used to running on the paths but now all in all the the run was really nice. It's good to see all the people out here and all the kids just having fun.
2: It's always fun at Parkrun, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> and so what's your, lo- is this your local park Run, or are you touristing today?
3: Uh, no, I'm touristing. So Augustine Heights is my local. I sort of alternate between Augustine Heights and South Bank. But I've got a mate that lives out here, so I thought I'd come down and do the run with him.
2: Yep, great idea. Okay, I've tracked down Sylvana, and Sylvana, you're
4: telling me that you're a local here from Greenbank. Yes, I am. I live, I've been living in the area for about five years now, so and this is my first park run. First ever park run, that's wonderful. Yes, it is, and um, yeah, I've been kind of looking forward to having one in the area, and I was wondering why there never ever was one, but yeah, I heard about it a few months ago and signed up, and definitely here. I'll be here as many weeks as I possibly can. So. <laughs> Excellent. So what does it mean to finally have a park run in your home community? Well, it's nice. You get to meet new people. Um, it's always nice running with other people. It's a real good community spirit. Everyone's running for their own times. No one's racing against each other, but it's just, yeah, everyone's got their own goals. Some people run, some people walk. I love running, but, yeah, it's just, that's the good thing about running compared to other sports. It's all about yourself as well as being with other people. Excellent. I can't
2: agree more. Thanks so much. (laughs) Okay, so the question always comes up at Parkrun launches, are there any statesmen? And does that mean we have no statesmen now? I've managed to track down our three remaining statesmen who have maintained that status today by coming and doing the launch at Greenbank. So I've got Michael.
5: Hello. (laughs)
2: And Rasheen, Hello. And Alan. Hi. <laughs> now, I have it on good authority from Alan and Rasheen that they're also doing their 100th different Australian Park Run today. So, amazing, right? I'm going to each ask each of you, how much effort does it take to maintain that kind of status and keep up the travel required to do this?
6: It's very difficult because uh, we're quite involved in running park runs with territory directors, event directors and run directors so a lot of our time is taken up with park runs where we have to be so actually getting to launches is is difficult but it's fun. We always enjoy it.
7: Excellent. And what do you like most about it, Rasheem? Meeting different people and the excitement that people have of setting up a new park run. It brings me back to when we started ours first. (laughs) And which one did you start? Wynnum park run. Along by the bay in southeast of Queensland, of, of Brisbane.
6: We're we're coming up to f- our fifth anniversary but, uh, next month, so uh, we we just celebrated last week our two hundred fiftieth Wyndham Park Run, and by some stage, strange coincidence, that was also my two hundred fiftieth run in uh, uh park run, park run Australian uh, Australian park run. Yeah.
2: Wow. You guys have spent a lot of time <laughs> running. Now, Michael, you are a <laughs> statesman. You're one of, yes. and you're one of the celebrities of Brisbane Park Run everyone knows you so again what's it been like and how much commitment does it take to keep that status
8: well since I got uh, made redundant at work it's been very easy to keep up with things
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I do uh,
8: like I've got the time to be able to do a lot of traveling to get to all these runs so a lot easier than what Alan and Racine have
2: yeah excellent excellent and what do you like most about traveling around to the different park runs
8: just good to do different park runs yeah like this one here at Greenbank is very much different to almost every other park run around
2: appearance today here at Greenbank from the hummingbird Heroes. so i've got
5: uh Sam Spider-Man Buck-Man. Flash Corvin Green Lantern
2: I think Kevin's dressed up as the Hulk, he's being a bit shy. (laughs) So um, Sam, what was your role here today and what do you do as the Hummingbird Heroes?
6: Well we started this little team probably three weeks ago now for a charity run at uh, River 100. Um, This week we found out at the opening here that uh, young Owen with cerebral palsy was trying to make his first park run. So we got the guys together and uh, decided that we'd come down and try and help him do that which he's never made it past one lap so far but he's made it today so that was good and seeing him walk walk himself over the line was really good so that's what we're just trying to do is just help some kids and do what we can
2: and be their heroes
6: that's it yeah if we can
2: well, judging from the reception here today that you got, I think it's fair to say that you are lots of people heroes, and you've done such a great job. There's tears in people's eyes today and everything. So well done, guys!
5: Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Great. Thank you. It's all fun.
2: All right. So I'm with
9: the event directors, Chrissy and Stuart. How are you, and how did today go for you? I'm good. It was great. It was fantastic seeing the community come together and do exactly what it was that we were trying to achieve in starting Park Run.
3: Fantastic, you see so many people at two degrees.
9: <laughs> <laughs> two
2: degrees? Nobody told me
9: that. What was I doing here?
3: <laughs> when the ground's crunchy underneath you, it's not warm.
2: No, <laughs> oh, we saw some frost out there, that's for sure. And the course, it's a basically a cross-country course, this one.
3: It's exactly what we're trying to promote. It is a cross-country course. It is a true park run so yeah the event the event is uh there's no undulating hills there's no big divots but there is definitely the uh, ability to watch for your feet and and keep your footing correct and enjoy the day
9: and a lovely setting yeah it is beautiful we're blessed to have the lagoon and the creek throughout the course and um, then the kids have got the playground and the basketball courts and football courts to wait if they're choosing not to run while mum and dad participate Excellent. So now just finally, how did you get into Parkrun? What's your Parkrun journey? Did you start running and how did you get into volunteering and run directing? Um, I started running because the kids at Augustine Heights because that's the kids cross-country course for school and that allowed them to train each week my eldest represents school in quite a few running activities so it was more for him Uh, from that I found I loved it and have just gone from there and when I tore my calf I was sitting at home going I can't run what can I do or what's involved in starting park run I put a post on Facebook and Stuart and I connected and from there it's just been guns blazing. Excellent and how about you Stuart?
3: Much, much the same. We have the ability from where we live here to travel 25 minutes in either direction to gain access to three park runs, but it's 25 minutes either direction. Uh, the the post came up for somebody looking to join a park run event. Oh, fantastic. So, you know, Christian and I met six months ago. Now it's a long process to get to where we are today, but uh, you've got two enthusiastic people on board, so it's fantastic.
2: Definitely enthusiastic. I think this is a great event. You've done such a great job today. The community really came together, and there's some really lovely moments this morning. So, well done, and thanks for having me. No, thank you so much for coming.
3: Yeah, thanks for coming. Here's to more park runs.
2: Okay, Scotty and Mel, that's it. That's a wrap from me um, from the launch of Greenbank Park Run on behalf of the Channel Five news crew. Um, Two hundred and fifty-one parkrunners this morning. Uh, and it looks like a whole heap of first-timers as well so if you laced up your running shoes for the first time at a park run today good on you Um, some fantastic highlights today there were superheroes there were statesmen three people who kept their queensland statesmanship today Um, and look if you're looking for something a little bit different a cross-country style run instead of the usual path You really can't go past Greenbank. It's a beautiful event, well run in a fantastic little place. So lovely bush setting. That's it from me. See you next time.
6: G'day Mel and Scott and all the Parkrun adventurers. It's Gary Murphy reporting in with a roving report. This week I was lucky enough to head to Chelsea Bicentennial Parkrun in the southeastern suburbs of Melbourne. I was chasing some pirate treasure for Pirate Club Induction and I certainly did find some treasure. A sparkly event team, shiny volunteers, and a plethora of park runners tackling the out and back course. Starting from Chelsea Bicentennial Park, we followed the map north and then south to just before the Patterson River, where we turned around and headed back towards where X marks the spot. Collecting some more treasure on the way back with plenty of high fives on a super flat course. The numbers theme was great. The cake was great. Everything about this park run is great. So if you're ever in the area, make sure you tick it off your list Blue skies, happy park running. We're at Chelsea Bicentennial Park Run's first birthday. And I've got Peter Rag Rag with me. And what event number are we at, Peter?
7: Number 52, 52. so first birthday, yeah.
6: And so you're the founding event director? I am,
7: yes, yes.
6: And so today is your first birthday and the theme is numbers? Numbers, Numbers yes. Parkrun. So
7: Parkrun numbers. Well, we decided to make it inclusive. Some people don't like to dress up. So it was a matter of everyone can relate to a number. So it might be their PB. It might be how many times they've run Parkrun. It might be how many kilos they've lost or the time distance between when they started and where they're running at now. So uh, everyone's number tells a story about their relationship with Parkrun. So some of the stats here, we've got um, Thirty-three nineteen. That's the average time of all the park runs here. Ninety point one five percent. I can't remember what that stat was. Nineteen oh four is the fastest woman, and fifteen twenty three the fastest man. We've had two hundred and twelve volunteers over the past year, and of course many of them done it multiple times. So, and twenty six families have volunteered, and that's what's great to see all generations working here in one family the grandparents the kids and the grandchildren all run so that's just fantastic
6: that's brilliant yeah. Peter. and I noticed that you've got a lot of your family volunteering here today
7: I couldn't have done it without my family so um, the, the kids have uh, stepped up and um, they've never run I've run for the last oh, however many years so to see them here they've been running they've walked it and um, volunteering yet yeah, they've been a terrific backstop so yeah and there's a, a brilliant,
6: brilliant that's some brilliant numbers and there's a lot of people wearing numbers that are important to them them. Yes. And um, it's so great to see everybody getting involved with that. And I've heard a rumour that it's Peter's Park Run. How true is that?
7: <laughs> well, my grandchildren call it Peter's Park Run, yes. <laughs> That's brilliant. And my surname's Rag, so it's it's work they were calling it Rag's Run <laughs> with the W in front of the run. But really, it's Chelsea Bicentennial Park
6: Run. <laughs> <laughs> and who came up with the idea for the numbers theme?
7: Uh, my daughter-in-law and I, Taryn and I, thought of that because we were trying to think of... Uh, of a way of making it inclusive for everyone and it was sort of um, not as scary as, as, as dressing up So um, yeah. and, and to celebrate numbers because um, running or walking and getting PB's is all about numbers so that was the whole th- thought of it, yeah.
6: Oh that's brilliant Peter yeah. well thanks for talking to the Park Run Adventurers you're welcome. We'll get around and talk to a few more Thank people. Thank you thanks
7: for joining us Gary and I'm glad to see uh, what's the dog's Flynn. name? Flynn. Oh good on you Flynn. So <laughs> Flynn's done 100
6: yeah he's um, he's done 100 park runs so he's very proud to wear his Oh, well, uh, his I like 100 park
7: his vest. best. Who made his best? One
6: of our volunteers at um Highland. Oh run. terrific. Yeah, yeah. Oh
7: fabulous. Oh well thank you for joining us for our first birthday. Thanks Peter. Okay, see you
6: later. I'm here with Ben Skirker and Ben's just finished a uh, Chelsea Bicentennial Park Run and it's the numbers parkrun and Ben's got about
8: 12 numbers pinned to his shirt. Tell me about your numbers, Ben. Okay, yep, so these are all the numbers that, you know, I'm, I'm proud of, most of them, and, yeah, a few of them not so much. Um, so down the bottom here, which I was trying to hide, I've got the failed start from last week when the hooter didn't go off, so everybody gave me it for that one. And the Sharkman costume, which a few people have said looked very unfortunate for one of our runs as well. So, so some of the numbers that I guess I'm more proud of on here, uh, I've got the, the 13, which is with Millie, which is our dog. And that's not her saying hello in the background. (laughs) Um, Yes, I've got the 13 here, which is um, the runs that I've been able to get the dog out. I really love getting involved in that. Um, My PB, which is 22.45. um, And also, I guess, the number of volunteering that I've done for the one year, which is 12. And the park run directing, which is three. So, yeah, they're the ones I'm really proud of on here. And the wife gave me the costume. So, (laughs) How many uh, volunteers have you done? I'm credited for 12. Oh, there you go. It's on your yes, shirt right in front of me. That, that's a real mixture of um, being a um, pace runner, the director. Um, I haven't done timekeeping yet. That's on the agenda for this year. Yeah. Um, but I've done most of the other roles around here. It's great getting involved and getting a bit of different experience. So. What's your favourite role, volunteering? Um... I love Park Run Director. Yeah. You just get to meet everyone and you just get, to, you know, the other things you get involved as well. But you just get people coming up to you and telling you interesting stories or things like that and just, you know, the, the vibe and things like that around here, you know, last week we had, and the thing is you can never account for what's going to happen. So you know, last week the wind was up here, as I guess it was at every event. So we had to move, you know, where, where the um, the people were scanning and everything like that because everything was blowing away. And so when everybody crossed the line, I had to make sure that I was greeting them all and then pointing them towards the um, the, the other area because everyone was a bit confused. So just, you get thrown these interesting things and you've got to think on your feet sometimes, but yeah, I just love it. Yeah. Good on you, Ben. Thanks for talking to me, mate. Thank you. Cheers. So now I've found four awesome
6: park runners and introduce yourselves to us my uh, my name's Mitchell Fly. I'm
4: Julie Fly. Susan Northover. And Jackie Penry. Great.
6: We're sisters. And yeah, sisters,
4: we're sisters, sisters not not Mitch my son. Except for Mitch.
6: No, <laughs> he's my son. Mitch kept me honest he, in the run. He was uh I was chasing him and then I got past him and then he was pushing me all the way home. So thanks oh, for that holly. Mitch, I appreciate You're it. Nice. So the numbers run, tell me about your numbers.
10: Oh my numbers are a collection of any runs, triathlons. Tough Mudder, so anything I've done like that and I've just stuck them all together like a bit of a dress. have
6: got some great ones yeah. there. Great Ocean Road, yeah. Run For The Kids, Nissan, yeah. what was that one?
10: That BRW Triathlon, Yeah. my first half marathon.
6: And Run Melbourne.
10: Yeah, and then at the back I've got a Tough Mudder, the dirty one,
4: so yeah.
6: That's authentic, that one. Yeah. And tell me about your numbers.
4: So my numbers is, my number of park runs, 39. That was before today, so now it's 40. Uh, number of PBs is 23, number of PBs in a row is 11, and my PB is 36 minutes, 16 seconds.
6: Outstanding, and what, what numbers have we got? 20... My
4: numbers, 24, that's
10: how many uh, park runs I've done. I've had six PBs in a row, I've beaten my, my best from the first time I ran to my PB now 21 minutes off my time and I've done 13 PBs in total outstanding yeah and sometimes we have 12 family members come our mum comes there's four sisters a couple of brother-in-laws nephews And and at the end, the boys always cheer us on, and Mitchell often comes and meets us with about 100 metres to go and pushes us to get over the finish line. Terrific. Helped get quite a few PBs by a couple of seconds.
6: (laughs) So how did you all get started in Parkrun?
4: Our um, sister Kerry was the first one to come. She's not here at the moment. Uh, she's been in Europe for the last few weeks. Uh, she they, ran, they ran in Copenhagen. Oh, I was just going
6: to say, we've got to ask. Did she yeah, do <laughs> Yeah, they yeah. ran
4: Copenhagen. And oh, they terrific. weren't the only Australians either. Get out. <laughs> no, yeah. And there was another Australian from um, uh, Canberra. Canberra. And she'd also done this park run here at Chelsea. Oh, how great. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so she started coming with her husband and three kids. Yeah. Uh, and then Jackie here started coming with yep. them so that she could run with the youngest one. Uh, and then we just gone, oh, okay, well, we can do that too. That's so them. Julie and I started coming as well. But that's... Uh, Susan and I walked the first few, and Jackie said, You should run. And we said, Don't be
10: stupid, or we don't run. <laughs> <laughs> and now Susan calls herself a serious runner. Yep, <laughs> yeah, I'm a serious runner. <laughs> but I did hear a gentleman behind me say today, when he was running, he said, We're all winners out here today.
9: Yeah, oh, I, I love
6: that. that. Yeah. it's nice. just perfect. Yeah. It's seriously is, not it? And I,
10: th- I heard him say that and I thought I must remember that because that was really, <laughs> yeah, we're all nice. here for ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we all, we're all here, we're not here
4: to beat anybody else, we're all here to do this for ourselves.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Have you done any other park runs?
4: Uh, Jackie and Hastings. I did one at uh, Hastings, so the Morning to Peninsula Park Run, yep. the week that this one wasn't on, so that's the only other one we've done. Okay. Yeah. That, uh, and
6: are you hoping to get to any other park runs around or...?
4: Hoping to. Um, I, I will
10: when I'm. Gonna, I'm next year traveling around Australia in the caravan, so we'll be going to park runs for outstanding. sure. Outstanding,
6: oh, yeah. terrific. I so, yeah. uh, will we'll look out for the sisters when they're on their tourism jaunt. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for talking yeah. to me, guys. All well right. done today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you very
10: much.
6: Now I'm here with Roger Lancaster, the Territory Director for
11: this area, Southeast. Yes. Southeast. How did it go yeah. today? T- today was great. I love. Um, I love these events because they just have so much fun. Um, dressing up. Today I was dressed as a barcode which obviously you can't tell over the podcast but a, a basketball umpiring uh, jersey comes in very handy so they didn't scan me unfortunately but uh, no, it was good fun, really good fun Well that's disappointing that they wouldn't scan you. No, they wouldn't even try So I had my name and my name was freshly printed I tried to laminate it but that didn't work so maybe next time so how many uh, parkruns have you got in your territory? I look after five, so I have uh, Karkarook Wilson Botanic Gardens, uh, Chelsea, uh, Berwick Springs and Frog Hollow. So I've actually got a busy day today, I've got two more, I've got to go measure one and I'm going to have a meeting with some other people about another one. So I'm hoping to have two in the area. So, uh, from the coast to the Daninong so we'll see how we go Outstanding how good's that like just here, being here today in this atmosphere here to create that at another two park runs is just terrific It is and look lucky I look after Casey Council is a, a lot of my area and they, they list the events on their websites they're big park run people so um, I think they'll have probably eventually maybe five at the moment they've got three there's definitely one I'm working on and in the future there's another we'd love to have one at Casey Fields, we just can't quite find a course so yeah, yeah. Um, it's just great for the community and getting people out exercising so yeah. And as I said at the launch today, in my little five second speech, was 95% of people here wouldn't know people, someone else, because, only because of Park Run, you've got all these new friends. So it's, it's fantastic.
6: Yeah, that was really good. We, at the start, we all turned to the person next to us as well to ask what their number was about. So that was really great to meet people that you previously haven't met. Yeah, so how did you start into Park Run?
11: I, uh, I just went running one, uh, I think it was New Year's Eve, out at Berwick Springs and saw a little sign saying Park Run. And uh, I went home and thought, oh, I wonder what that is, and Googled it, and was quite surprised they had about 200 people on the Saturday. So, the following Saturday I went, and that was three and a half years ago. So, I think about 130 runs and 30 volunteers later, I'm, I'm here. So outstanding. It's going well. Yeah.
6: So, oh well, thanks for being territory director. Not a problem. Well done today,
11: and thanks for talking to us. Anytime.
12: Greetings from Albert, Melbourne, Mel and Scotty. This is Joanne sending in a roving report. Normally your reports focus on inaugural launches or anniversaries. Today we have a different inaugural event at Albert Melbourne, the debut of two new run directors, Tanya and Yvette. They're both super keen park runners. Yvette reached her 100th milestone last month and today really nicely will be her 25th time volunteering. Tanya joined slightly later and has run an impressive 70 park runs, and today is her 17th time in the Orange Vest. They're both committed to a ratio of every time they do four park runs, they volunteer once, which is a fantastic contribution to our community. Despite being very experienced, the number of text messages and Facebook messages I've received this week from them suggests a few nerves. But they're also super enthusiastic. All our run directors start the morning by picking up the gear from a storage cage at our apartment. Scott and I only live literally 400 metres from the start line. I had to very gently point out that whilst they might be morning people and want to get a head start, 7am was far too early to come to our place to pick up the gear. Collecting the gear from our house is the first test of a run director's skills and the many skills they require for this role and in actual fact the key skill here is Can you play Tetris? Because the gear has to come out of the cage and fit into a variety of different car sizes and get packed in a different way. So we're heading downstairs now to get the gear. Okay, we're in my garage. They have successfully broken into my house and into the cage. How are you feeling this morning, Yvette? Very excited. I feel like a cat burglar. Mel and Scotty, I had great plans of interviewing people during the run, of interviewing Yvette and Tanya as the run went on. But like a lot of you on a Saturday, I got totally distracted by talking to people. At one point I ended up being the photographer, at another point I ended up doing some scanning and then chasing down volunteers for next week. So imagine there's been a great buzz, the run has gone really successfully and we're all finished and packed up and we are now at the cafe. Okay, so we are at coffee and Yvette and Tanya are doing the results. So introduce yourselves, ladies, say hi. Hi, I'm Tanya. Hi, I'm Yvette.
13: And tell me, what made you decide to become Run Directors? For me, I'm a bit competitive so um, (laughs) it's got to do with trying to do every volunteer position on the roster (laughs) and so it sort of came about because of that.
14: I I want praise so (laughs) um, when I got to my 100th run I wanted to be at 20 volunteers I think and then it just snowballed and I thought "I I use all my experience now to run direct.
12: Fantastic. Okay, so they have just successfully processed their first set of results. So Tanya, Yvette, what was it like being run director?
13: Being um, being run director was interesting and it was something that we were sort of working into and we thought, wow, speaking in front of a crowd, um, that would be a bit nerve wracking. But the advice was it's not about speaking in front of the crowd, which I realised last week when I was handed over the coveted, red backpack with all the tokens, stopwatches, barcode scanners and having Jane left me with it, I was like, I can't believe I've got this backpack. I think that's when it really hit that I was Run Director.
14: Yeah, it went very smoothly today, Run Directing, and I think it's a credit to um, the volunteers and how well everything is documented, that people um, know what they're supposed to be doing and we're really just there to, to make sure that um, any, any gaps get plugged, I felt like. But yeah, Tanya, you were all over it. That primary school teacher (laughs) came out. It was like everyone was in grade two and nobody was going anywhere.
12: (laughs) Okay, I thought it went really well. Um, I'm really interested. How did you hear about Parkrun and what's made you keep coming back to Albert Melbourne?
14: A mutual friend of ours introduced me to Parkrun. I was flooding with her and she asked me every week,
12: come to Parkrun, come to Parkrun.
14: I said, no, no, no. (laughs) And then eventually I came and I never stopped. It was. It was, I think it was the um, motivation of building the tally at first, 10 runs and then 20 runs and then um, when I got the 50 I knew I wanted the 100, so yeah, that's what's kept me coming back, that sense of community and building something every week,
13: Um, yeah, and Tanya? For me, I think I ended up joining a few months after Yvette and our friend Judith and I was often at the pool and I would end up meeting them for breakfast after their park run, so I heard about it, but Something that happened to me, I think one Saturday morning, it was about eight o'clock and I went for a run around the lake and I think I was running in, so Parkrun runs in what direction? Anti-clockwise. Anti-clockwise. And I was running in a clockwise direction and nearly got bowled over. I'm like, what is this group of people? And I think I asked a vet and Judith and then I found out about Parkrun by nearly getting bowled over.
12: <laughs> so what are your best memories from Parkrun or the ones that stand out the strongest to
14: you? All my best memories are from volunteering. As soon as I started to volunteer, that's when I really started to love Parkrun. Run. So um, I was always a token sorter and scanner, which um, Mark Champion tells me is the arse end of Parkrun. So I started at the bottom, but now I'm at the top, Mark. Now I'm at the top.
13: I think I'd agree with Yvette that um, Park Run, I guess, truly comes to life when you volunteer and, and you get to be part of the community. It, it adds to just doing a lap around the lake. And... One of the things I realised is, once you do it a few times, how much people are actually tracking each other, and I'm going to call it friendly stalking. But um, I'd like to name and shame Monica Wong for rivaling me in the initial stages and, and eventually becoming a great friend and support. And she, it was wonderful for her to support us today, which was awesome. And I think it's uh, the, the community is unbelievable and... It's so unique in that everybody is so friendly and we were thinking about it one day that you could go anywhere in the world and have this community that is so welcoming and I just I don't think there's anything else that has that spirit.
12: Thanks, Mel and Scotty, for your podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this roving report from Albert Melbourne. I'm sorry about some of the background noise at the cafe. I promise in future reports to get better at working out where I am and who's talking. That's Dr Scott's voice you can hear murmuring in the background, but we finally got him to stop talking by moving him to another table. I look forward to next episode of the Park Run Adventurers.
1: We're back in Victoria. We're going to visit Castle Main, one of the prettiest park runs going around. And this week we're joined by Luke Kneebone, the ED from Castlemaine. Welcome to the podcast, Luke.
5: Hey guys. Thanks for having
1: me. Castlemaine, I was involved with you at the very start. How, how long have you been going for now? It seems a while.
5: Yeah, we're up to oh, just over two years, up to about 117, I think, 118 coming up. And yeah, going really well. Still, still slowly growing.
1: And everything tickings along there. What sort of numbers do you get? At Castle, mate.
5: Yeah, our average has um, crept up from, I don't know, mid-40s mid, mid 40s to about 60 now. Uh, I think our biggest might have been our second anniversary, our 100th run, actually, and it was about 123. Um, we drop off during winter. I think we've had 40s and 50s last few weeks, like probably most southern park runs. But, um, yeah, so averaging about 60 and still climbing, I think.
0: And what's your course like, Luke? Can you give us a breakdown for those who've never visited before?
5: Yeah, it's a three-lapper, which um, puts some people off, I think, but probably until they get there because it is, yeah, we're, we're so lucky. Um, to have access to run around the Castamon Botanic Gardens, and it's, yeah, a beautiful gravel track, and it's it's great all year round. So, you know, it's probably my favourite time is autumn, um, but... Then in summer, it's beautifully shaded, but it doesn't get too hot. Um, And even in in winter, there's something great about being down there on those crisp mornings as well. So, yeah, it really is. A lot of the visitors say it's one of the more beautiful courses they've they've run.
0: Sounds gorgeous. I always love uh, hearing about the ones that are run through or around botanic gardens because, you know, you guys have definitely got the cultivated nature to really um, show off your course, how did you get involved with Parkrun, Luke? What's your Parkrun story?
5: Yeah, well, I guess I've been a just a keen um, amateur runner for a couple of years since finishing footy. Um, I'd never heard of Parkrun until uh, a mate from work uh, mentioned that he, he'd been to one or seen one. I think down in Melbourne. Unfortunately, he got he got injured just as I was looking into it and became Cycling um, fanatic. After that, so he hasn't actually even been to a park run, even though it was probably his. It was his idea that, that um, got me interested and in, in looking into it, I guess. And it's, yeah, I was, I was probably travelling, you know, up to Bendigo to do runs and um, down to Melbourne and stuff. And I just thought it'd be great. Um, we got, it. I knew we had a great community here that would probably get behind it, and that would be great as something local.
1: You're nice and fast. Luke, you said you're an amateur runner. And Castlemaine's pretty fast as well. It's nice and flat. Have you seen some quick guys come down, guys and girls, and have yeah, a real crack at it?
5: We have. I think our record's still from our first or second run. Um, I think he's only been once, down at the 16-minute mark. And I think our female record is recently broken and it's down around the 19. So, yeah, it is a quick course. And it is flat, although you, yeah, you think it's perfectly flat until you're doing your third lap up towards the finish line. And it is a slight, 200-metre climb that surprises most runners.
1: Now, you've got something special happening this weekend too. Do you want to explain what you've got planned and how it came about?
5: Yeah, we do. We've got a cultural, um, cultural day at our normal park run time. Uh, and I guess it's just to uh, look at, where we where we run, which is beautiful, but look at it from a different perspective. I guess it's an urbanised area, and it's a it's a botanic garden, so there's lots of European bush and and plants and stuff. But yeah, we're we're interested in learning and and listening to what it used to be like. I guess so. Um, yeah, we've got involved with some local indigenous leaders and explained to them what we do and. And asked them, invited them down to um, share some of their stories and culture and history about the place. Yeah, so we're really excited that they were, you know, more than willing to to get involved. And um, yeah, it should be a, should be a really special morning, I think.
0: What was their initial reaction when you approached them? Do you have any Indigenous members of the community that already participate at your park run, Luke?
5: No, we don't. And that was probably that's probably another aim and motivation for for Holding the event, we probably are a pretty, even though we're really inclusive and we've got diverse personalities, obviously, down at Park Run. We're probably not culturally very diverse. So, yeah, if we could um, engage some of the local Indigenous community and, and at least tell them we're there and, and what we offer, and hopefully, out of it, we might get it you know, we might get a few guys come down and, and have a good time as well.
1: This is something we're starting to see a bit more. At park runs. I've been to a few park runs where they do an acknowledgement of land. I've done it myself before. Do you do that at Castlemaine? I presume you'll do it this weekend.
5: Well, yeah, um, Arnie Julie will do it for us this weekend, which would be great. But it's probably um, one of the reasons that led us to thinking about this day was when we did do that at our launch, it sort of dawned on us that, um, you know, we'd engage with the council, we'd engage with the Botanic Garden staff, and you know, ticked all the boxes that we needed to with Parkrun as well. But once we went to do that acknowledgement or plan what we we're going to say, it kind of dawned on us, and we were a bit embarrassed that we hadn't actually spoken to the the traditional custodians of that place that we're going to be running each week. And ever since then, I guess um, well, we spoke as a group, and we really wanted to get in touch and yeah, and talk to them and and engage with them. And it's, it's taken a couple of years, I guess, with everything that's been going on in Parkrun and in our, in our lives. And we, ho- we were hoping to do it for NAIDOC with, um, earlier this year, but we didn't quite get there. But I don't think it matters. Um, there, there's always um, different days. And this this week is actually there's an International Day of the World Indigenous People. It fits in nicely there as well.
1: Can I ask around your thinking about why you did it at launch? Why do you think it's important for parkrun events to acknowledge the land that we're running on?
5: Yeah, I guess that's a pretty... It's a, it's a big sort of question. It's it's topical at the moment, but yeah, to me personally, it just seemed a little bit silly that we, we got permission off you know, the council of obviously caretakers of, of that part of the, the land now, but they have only been for such a short amount of time. So it'll be interesting to see if other new park to look at it in the future, that for me, I think it's really important that we we speak to the local traditional custodians as well. And it could be, and it's going to be interesting on the weekend, we could be running past really significant cultural sites or, or places where um, things have happened that are really important, both good and bad, to Indigenous people. And and just from speaking to Cass and Auntie Julie, I've already got a couple of little glimpses or stories of how they view... You know, the creek that we run past and a little bit of remnant bush that's the other side of the creek and things like that. So, yeah, I think it's going to be great um, for every everyone. And, um, yeah, I think it's important as well just to um, know where we, you know, we, we go there so often, we're there week in, week out. And, uh, you know, we hate to be offending anyone or, or not paying the respect that we, we should be to
1: the area, I guess. Look, I'll put my cards on the table. I couldn't agree more, Luke. As I said, I've done it before i encourage it i think it's a a real part of our community and our culture that we we need to learn a lot more about and i think if parkrun can be leaders in this area i I can only see it as a good thing so i applaud you for uh, what you're doing and you're right there's lots of little stories if you start to get involved you could be walking past an area that has really significant um historical stories to tell but you would never know And I think we can all be better off for learning about this stuff. So I hope you have an awesome morning.
5: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm sure we will.
0: So Luke, are you going to be starting the event a little bit early this week? Do you have some special ceremonial type things that you'll be doing?
5: Yeah, we are. We're starting a little bit earlier. Uh, We're going to start at quarter to eight. Um, That'll give us time for and Julie to do an acknowledgement. And also we're going to do a um, smoking ceremony as well, which should be fantastic. And then, um, as runners come in, um, there's going to be some food using indigenous, indigenous um, ingredients and some coffee available. So we're hoping everyone will um, stick around and have a bite to eat. Um, bring bring some change because um, they're going to be selling a little bit of food there. So it'll be great great way to support the group. no to run, and also while we're having a bite, um, there's going to be a few more um, stories and cultural activities taking place, and then everyone's invited to take part um, in a cultural walk, um, which we'll walk through the gardens and, and we'll get to learn about some of the, the history and the culture and the stories.
0: Sounds fantastic.
1: Now, we are the Parkrun Adventurers. Do you get around to a few other events?
5: Yeah, I've been lucky enough to get to a few, um, mainly just that I'm working in different places or occasionally I'm on holidays, and I ran into you a couple of weeks ago down at Parkville, um, which was fantastic.
1: Yeah, Another great get back. event.
5: <laughs> gave you a head start. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Didn't you know it started at eight o'clock? Oh, I just couldn't get off work quick enough.
1: Ah, Good excuse. <laughs> but you're in Melbourne, so you're an opportunity to partake in some uh, Melbourne park runs while you're down here. Have you got any planned?
5: Um, not immediately, but yeah, I'd definitely like to give obviously Albert Park's fairly iconic. Uh, I'd like to give that a go, and possibly Coburg as well, Um is pretty nice, um, which would be good, because I've only really done the regional ones, I guess, close to us, Bendigo, Ballarat, I've um, been over to Inverloch a couple of times, visiting family, um, so yeah, it'd be good to check out some of the, 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 the city ones.
0: Well, Luke, enjoy your adventures. in and around Melbourne and perhaps further afield into the future and have a fantastic weekend on Saturday. We look forward to hearing all about how you went.
5: Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on and hopefully get a few tourists there on the weekend. It'd be great to see some, some new faces.
0: of a big deal going on in the world at the moment with some championship athletics in London and who better to tell us all about it than one of our favourite guests. Back on the show, it's Dave Robo Robertson.
15: Hey guys, how are you going?
0: Really well, thanks Dave. What what's going on in London?
15: London, well, a lot of things are going on in London, but in particular for the running and athletics fans right around the world, we have the 16th edition of the IAAF World Athletics Championships. Uh, and we're in the thick of it at the moment, they've been going since uh, Saturday just gone, and they'll continue for um, almost another another week or so. So yeah, we're in the in the thick of the action at the moment, and uh, the Aussies have sent a I think the, it's their biggest team ever actually. About 62 athletes are over there, running, jumping, walking, and and chucking. Uh, their little hearts out and uh, yeah, it's been great to follow it so far.
0: So what's been good? Give us some of the highlights.
15: Well, I mean, I've, I'm always biased as, as you guys and, and your listeners and the listeners to the podcast are on the running events and I've got to say, hands down, the best thing that's happened so far from an Aussie perspective has been the women's marathon and uh, parkrunner and guest on Parkrun Adventurers, Jess Trengo. She got a uh, got herself... In the, in the top 10 in the women's marathon on the weekend. And that was super exciting. She actually found herself in the lead at um, at about the 30K mark. And that's kind of unheard of these days in an era when East African distance runners usually dominate the men's and women's marathon races. But there she was and uh, was able to hold on. The pace sort of picked up and she wasn't able to go with the surges, but she was able to hold on to uh, top 10. And she moved into ninth, actually, with a little sprint finish uh, at Tower Bridge in London. So uh, for Australians to finish in the top 10 at a world champs, Rob DiCostella, who won it and uh, in 1983, and then Steve Monagetti. So um, she's in some rare company there, and that was that was super exciting. And in that same women's race, uh, other Aussies and current As- Parkrun Australia record holder, it must be said, Sinead Diver. She finished 20th and Millie Clark 24th. And the men's marathon happened a little bit before that. And we sent I guess we were, we were blooding some newcomers there. And uh, Jack Colreavy was the best of the Aussies. He finished, I think it was 45th or 47th. Uh, he moved through the pack pretty nicely. Um, and Brad Milostovic, a little bit behind him in the 60th position. And uh, unfortunately, Josh Harris, he had to pull out. He's a, he's a Launceston boy. He's done park run down there a bunch of times. But he pulled out with a uh, what is actually a stress fracture in his foot um, just before 30K. So a bit of a shame for Josh. But, yeah, in the marathon... Um it was it was pretty exciting.
1: On the marathon, a three lap course for a major race. That's a bit unusual, isn't it?
15: Tough tough gig, I think, Scotty. Yeah, great for the crowds. Um and yeah. I would have loved to have been over over there. It looked like a great day. I think actually it ended up being a four lap course and um bit of a hill each time as well. And all those turns that you've got to make certainly would knock it out of you. Um, that added to the heat of the day, so it was sort of around 20, 21 degrees, which doesn't sound much when you live in Australia, but that's that's pretty warm to be running a marathon in. Uh, the women's race was actually at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So, um, yeah, tough conditions, which makes Jess's run all the more impressive, and her time especially. She ran um, 2 hours 28.59, and, uh, yeah, I think the stats all over the place, but that's the quickest... Uh, an Aussie female's ever run at a world champs marathon and um yeah it wouldn't have been easy but she she really i guess found a found a a good rhythm and was able to sort of continue on and and finish strong so yeah interesting to to see how she's gone and she's obviously you know you put that run on a gold coast marathon flat fast course it's probably even a 226 or 7 i I might uh, envisage so yeah
1: great run great job by the girls and the guys what about if we move inside the stadium? How are the Aussies well, inside. faring inside the stadium? It's not as good as yeah,
15: not, not quite as good. Last last night, actually, uh, and uh, we saw another couple of top ten finishes. Now the women's javelin, Kelsey Lee Roberts, she finished in tenth in the final there. So she's young Canberra thrower who um, she got a bronze medal in the Glasgow Com games, and she'll look good, I think, uh, for when the Gold Coast Com Games roll around, and the other one was in pole vault. Men's pole vault, Curtis Marshall from South Australia. He finished seventh, I and mean, he's only twenty years old. So that was a, a fantastic result for him as well. And a lot a lot of these athletes have have an eye on uh, the upcoming Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast, so they're kind of building for that. But yeah, we've had probably some some disappointments on the track. Um, right from you know our shorter sprints up to the distance uh, events. Um, on the first day, we had the men's 10,000 meter uh, final, and we had the Aussie Pat Patin in, in that, and he was kind of looking pretty good for a while, but he he's ended up um, you know a lot slower than what he can do, almost two minutes slower than his personal best, so 29.20, which you know for, for us listening is not not mucking around, but unfortunately put him back to to the back of the field. Winning that race was Mo Farah, and. Uh, you now, he, he's a big parkrun advocate himself. He's done parkrun over there in London at Bushy a number of times, but he uh, he took it out, and that was his third uh, straight World Champs 10,000-metre title, and uh, he's going for actually the, the, the triple-double and the men's 5,000-metres. If he can win that, he'll, uh, he'll have yeah six consecutive uh, 10,000 and 5,000-metre um, gold medals, so an amazing career for Mo, and this is his last, last races on the track. So, um, yeah, you know, pretty cool experience for the Aussies to be to be sharing that, I guess, with him. Um, but, yeah, other, other I guess, results on the track. We had our women in the 1,500 metres. Uh, Zoe Buckman made it into the semi-final there but wasn't able to progress. And the women's 10,000 metres, um, park runners Eloise Willings and Madeline Hills, they finished a bit back down the field, 22nd and 26th. Um, so, yeah, probably a little bit off where they would have liked to have been. But, um, yeah, both of them, you know, to have plenty more to offer as well. So, yeah, it's it's been certainly pretty um, pretty lean on no medals for the Aussies yet. But Sally Pearson's going to come out on the track soon. We've got our our uh, what I call the park run World Championships heating up with the men's heats tonight. So we've got three Aussies in that. So it's going to be pretty exciting to see what um, what can happen from here. And I reckon don't rule us out. I reckon we're going to come home home pretty strong um, for the the last you know final section of the World Champs.
1: Can I take you back to the winner of the women's ten k event? Yes, she lapped the field. She nearly lapped the field. <laughs> this was this is a bit unusual, isn't it?
15: Outstand, outstanding run. It's raised some eyebrows, as uh, if listeners might remember. She's the same runner that won the gold medal in Rio, Scotty, in the ten thousand meters. In in what was a uh, a huge. Uh, world record run over there. Now she was about a minute off that world record this time because they they started out pretty conservatively, but she ran some incredible five. but like the second five k was ridiculously fast. You're right. She there wasn't there wasn't many runners in that race that she didn't lap, um, and yeah, very close to wrapping lapping the runners in second and third position. I think there was about 300 meters gap from first to second in the end. So look, she's um uh. Yeah, Almaz Ayana is a name. She's from Ethiopia. Oh, look, I don't want to get too controversial on this show, but uh, yeah, there's certainly some some people that have some vested interest in the sport, raising their eyebrows around the uh, her performance. Uh, there's been some issues around the doping controls and the the setup of uh, the anti doping uh, agencies in Ethiopia not being maybe as as efficient and as. Uh, you know, well-organized as they could be. And uh, the other thing that's a bit unusual is that she hasn't raced at all this season, um, which, you know, read into that whatever you like. But, yeah, we haven't seen much of her this season, so it was kind of hard to know what sort of form she was going to bring in. But, um, yeah, she's clearly, you know, a fantastic runner and she just – it was – it was you know, gold medal was locked in pretty early on in that race and it was just, you know, fight for the, the minor medals um, in that one. So I reckon, you know, tough for the Aussie girls as well because – you know, you've got someone like that out in front and that that suddenly they start to put that surge on and and pull the field along. Um, You're probably using a bit more juice than you would have liked to. Uh, So, yeah, interesting race, interesting, um, you know, interesting set of circumstances to come out of it, but I don't want to, you know, put a a damper on it. Great run. Um, And, yeah, you know, I just hope, hope, everyone at these, at these championships are clean and they're all doing the right thing. Um, anything other than that would be you know, immensely disappointing for a sport that really is you know, in the spotlight and needs to rebuild itself.
0: Robert, you mentioned the temperature for the marathon um, was a bit challenging. Has the, the weather sort of impacted times in general? Have they been slower? Have we seen any world records?
15: Uh, no, we haven't. I was just on a run this morning with a mate, uh, talking a little bit about that. And yes, the, the times have been a bit slower, Mel, on the on the track. Um, hearing some reports that later, late on in the uh, evening sessions, it's been a bit chilly. The 400 meter men's world uh, gold medalist uh, last night, Wade Van Niekerk, who's also the world record holder uh, and Olympic champion, he he actually mentioned how cold it was and he felt like he couldn't get going and couldn't get his momentum going because it was so chilly. Um, so, you know, and he was about a second or so off what, what he can run. We saw in the men's 100-metre final and the semis, you know, they weren't quick times. They were only just getting under 10 seconds. So, um, you know, Usain Bolt with his, his uh, world record well and truly under 10 seconds and he was only able to sort of just scrape under on his way to getting the bronze medal um, behind Justin Gatlin. So, uh, yeah, I, I wonder if, it's, if the track is playing a bit of a role, the, the mondo surface on the track when they when they're laid they, they reckon they've got a you know a lifespan a really good lifespan a quick lifespan of only a few years so that was 2012 for the London Olympics you'd have to assume it's been kept in pretty good nick but i wonder if yeah if, if the conditions and the track are are causing some of the not quite as fast times as we as we might have expected
0: so what's left to go we've still got another roughly week yeah what, what can we look forward to
15: yeah look I think you're going to find the the medal best medal chances um, well in particular one of them in the walks unfortunately news has just come through in the last 24 hours that probably one of our red hot gold medal uh, favorites Jared Talent has had to pull out of the 50k walk where he was you know he was a big favorite there so he uh, won't be in that but Dane Bird Smith who got a bronze medal in the Rio Olympics in the 20k walk I'm going to book him in for a for a medal hopefully the the goldest shiniest one but um, and then Sally Pearson, that's going to be super exciting to see how she goes as well. A big comeback for her. She's been running really, really well. Uh, that will be on Friday uh, Friday evening. We'll see her, our time, see her in the heats and hopefully she can make her way through the heat semis and into a final and she could definitely get a, a medal there. So really exciting to see how uh, Sally can go. And then I'll, I'll probably I'll, uh, circle out the... Men's 1,500 metres. Ryan Gregson, who made the final of the Rio Olympics, he's a big chance of doing so again. And, um, you know, anything can happen in those 1,500 metre races when they're tactical, and he certainly could get himself in the mix for a medal there. So I'd love to see, see how well he can go. But, yeah, I, I guess a, a soft spot for us is the men's and women's uh, 5,000 metre races, and the, those heats will kick off, uh, like I said before, on uh, uh, actually on Thursday night Australian time. Uh, Thursday morning, sorry, Thursday morning Australian time for the men and then Friday morning uh, Australian time for, for the women. So, you know, that's that's going to be pretty exciting to see how we go. We've got full fields, three in each, and I'm calling it the park run effect. You know, there's not many events where we've got three men and three women in those events, but uh, the parkrun distance, we're there waving the flag, so hopefully they can do well and make us proud.
1: Indeed. Robert, you always make us proud. Come on and <laughs> keep us informed about what's happening over in the athletics world. Thanks for doing it again and um, we might have to get you back on again next week for a a complete wrap-up of um, the Run Championships.
15: Absolutely, guys. Not a problem and uh, yeah, thanks Thanks for the interest in, in the athletics world and yeah, hopefully we've got plenty of good news to
5: report next time.
1: Now Mel, I know you haven't been as plugged in to the world champs so far, you've still got a few more days, are you, are you excited now after hearing Robbo?
0: He's just got that way about him, doesn't he Scotty? He does. He, he sucks does. you in, <laughs> makes you want to sit down right away and watch people running around in circles on a track.
1: So there's plenty happening still over in London this weekend, as are... Launches and anniversaries. Where where are we going for cake this week, Mel?
0: Well, if you want cake, you're most likely to get it at the anniversary, which is just Wishart this weekend. Wow! In Queensland.
1: That's a quiet one for cake.
0: It is, and it'll it'll be doubly doubly as noisy next year because we've also got a launch at Torquay in Victoria.
1: Torquay. It's well, this is a big one. Torquay, you've heard, you've heard of Torquay, haven't you?
0: I've heard of it, yes, yeah, but is it going to be a big launch? I'm not sure. It's a, it's a, <laughs> you a, just said it's a big one. I just think
1: it's a big event for us Melbourne folk, us Victorians. Torquay is quite iconic. It's the beach town, it's you know Bell's Beach Surf Festival, all that sort of stuff.
0: Does it bridge a geographical gap in the parkrun map?
1: There is. Yeah, so it's a very popular part of Victoria, particularly in summer. And there's lots of good trails running around that area. So getting a park running talk is
0: very exciting. Oh, and there's another one not too far from you to pop along to.
1: Yes. Yeah, as I said, it's a couple of hour drive,
0: but... Well, that's not too far. No. Not for an adventurer. No. But I'll just warn you,
1: next couple of weeks, a couple of new ones coming up in metropolitan Melbourne.
0: Oh, really? And I hear you're going to get a new Queensland event in this weekend too.
1: I will, so we'll be even, and then I'll jump ahead for the next couple of
0: weeks. So that's oh, good. Oh well, you're you're making a lot of assumptions there. You don't know what I'm doing in the next few weeks.
1: This is true, but I'm I know what I'm doing, <laughs> and the pressure's on you, Meliebeka.
0: Okay, we'll see. Yes. We'll see.
1: Um, but we're running together this week, so. Remember that remember the bit I said last week how we weren't gonna have a pod next week? I'm just teasing <laughs> you all because I think we'll
0: have one. We might do it together. In in the actual presence of each other. Yeah. Let's try for something like that. Okay. That could be weird. We haven't done that since oh Melbourne last year.
1: Yeah. No promises, but that's the plan.
0: Yeah. Could be fun. Yep. Alright, well it's been a mammoth episode this week, so we should let everybody finish their runs, they're all probably exhausted.
1: Thanks for joining us, see you all next week.